We left Simone on her own in Seattle's university district with the paranormal research geeks. Psychic finders are expert at finding the courage to face just about anything on their own. So none of us were worried about leaving a 12-year-old girl with a bunch of socially awkward men. We have every confidence in her ability to find the exit if she needs to. And while I would have loved to have attended Wallace's Poetry Slam competition in Pioneer Square, it was sold out, even for the poet's entourage. So we were on our own, but not for long. Abuela Paladin pointed out that just a few blocks from the venue there's a storefront owned by a woman who calls herself an absurdist voodoo priestess, and she throws a mean tarot. I couldn't help but wonder if what she meant was meaningless. There was only one thing I had ever gotten from a tarot reading. One morsel of wisdom. Pay attention to water. It's important. The most important thing, in fact. I always took it to mean I needed to drink more water. And since it kept repeating, I stopped getting tarot readings. Those things aren't cheap, you know. Why keep paying to hear the same thing over and over, right? But here we were at the tarot parlor of Madame Constance, and it was one of those why-not moments. Besides, Abuela seemed to think there was something we needed to hear that could only be channeled through the tarot cards of Constance Void. What are the odds that water would even come up. I'll spare you the gory details about the decor and jars on shelves filled with things I don't even want to know about. Suffice it to say, it was gory. Literally. Abuela had told me Madame Constance was a master of the Crowley deck, the preferred deck of mediums as powerful as this voodoo lady. But the moment she saw me, she reached for something I'd always thought was a fairy tale. I'd only ever heard of the legendary gory deck, more commonly known as the Fantod Pack. I'd never actually seen one, but there it was, a tarot deck created by Edward Gorey himself. To add even more ambiance to the already ambient, she used the random spread. Shit was about to get real. If she hadn't given us a transcript of the reading as we left, I would have quickly concluded it was all a figment of my vivid fiction author's imagination. But it's hard to do that when it's right here in black and white for anyone to see. By the time I was done rereading it, I had a much clearer sense of where we were going and why we were drawn into the journey. I also got the impression that the random is a fan of poker, because I could swear Madame Constance was dealing her cards out exactly like Texas Hold'em, which, admittedly, is pretty random, except for the water. As in river, isn't that what they call the final round in poker? Take me to the river, baby. 
She started with the pocket cards. Actually, she said she wanted us to put the two cards she dealt face down in two our pockets without looking at them. Okay, so this deviates slightly from Texas Hold'em, but who's to say that's not just what the random wants you to think? Next came the flop. All three cards, face up, followed by a deep sigh from Madame Constance. When she spoke next... It was with a confidence I'd rarely seen in someone as absurd as this voodoo priestess. She pointed to the first card, the child. This is your past. Yours is an assorted past, yet one with the same central theme giving it continuity, one in which your individual experiences have led you to a shared future. This is a good place to start, and it makes sense this card would show up at the beginning, because it has multiple meanings, some of which apply to each of you. She pointed to Marina and sighed again. The child card can easily apply to where forced restraint is intended. You are an empath. All paladins are. But your empathic gift is so powerful that you quite literally absorb the physical malady of anyone you're in close proximity to for more than a brief moment. Because of this, you're forced to keep your distance from others for your own well-being. You're homeschooled because the menstrual cramps of other young ladies you're in proximity to leaves you exhausted and unable to cope. So do the young men with their unregulated boners that no one has the cojones to explain to them. So there's a lot of confusion and shame to absorb from them as well. Yet you love being around people. You love the energy and camaraderie. Hence the forced restraint. She turned to me next and shook her head. Something told me this was not going to go well. The child card also indicates aberrations, plural, and hallucinations, again, plural. Combined with its indication of both rust and an obstacle in the singular, it's plain to see how this card applies to you. The only kind of aberrant hallucination known in absurdist voodoo is lucid dreaming. You have obviously been afflicted with lucid dreams since birth and invariably reached the point where your insight into them began to rust. Over time, this created an obstacle in which you needed insight that was too rusty to be of use to you. Why was she giving me that scornful look? Was she accusing me of something? Thankfully, she turned her gaze to Abuela Paladin and cleared her throat, although far less judgmentally. This card clearly applies to you, especially where sexual inadequacy and styes apply. We're talking about pig styes here, not the kind you get in your eye. 
I'm not surprised to see loss of youth applies as well. That's because when one's sexual self is lost to the pigsty of dogmatic belief about human sexuality, it leads to the tragic deviance of sexual inadequacy, which in turn can invariably result in loss of youth at the bumbling hands of the sexually inadequate deviants that naturally arise in any society that's subjected to the pigsty of dogma, which is a filthy thought, but must be addressed. It would appear you are the one to address it. Considering the bits and pieces I'd been able to put together, this was a staggeringly accurate assessment of a boiler paladin. All that was missing was the anatomically correct sex ed puppets, but we still had the flop and the turn to go, so it was yet to be seen if Madame Constance had what it takes to pluck it out of the multidimensional ether. It would appear deviance was the word of the day, because without explanation, Madame Constance continued to flop, this time with three cards laid out just below the child card, but still face up. The limb, the yellow bird, and the stones. Ladies? I'm addressing all of you as if you were one, because in this instance, you are. You're circulating through the atmosphere as if you are a single molecule of oxygen. This is your present. You are recovering from a miscarriage of justice, having to do with a terrible accident in a theater, most likely an outdoor theater. The generalized calamity resulted in both morbid sensations and a fugue state, and it all started with the world in which you circulate being poisoned by the yellow bird. I'm seeing a mockingbird here, but one which is yellow in the sense of cowardly, not the color yellow. Someone or something has hidden behind a veil obscuring the view to the indiscretion of cultural control used to weave complications into the fabric of society. This, of course, has served its purpose well. It's brought unforeseen catastrophe to the people you are here to serve, and they've used the mockingbird to do it. The last of the three, the Stones card, indicates that the three of you are in a state of estrangement from your ordinary lives as you wade through a confusing mix of evil communications, strife, and the distasteful duty of having to pose as a Karen in order to start tearing down the misconstruction. You have all been estranged from the solitude you're accustomed to, and it's not going to get better any time soon, because this card strongly warns about the possibility of a forged letter. Forged letter? As in 
the framed letter that flung itself at Agent Hasselhoff in the hallway at the house in Buckley? Or the letter that one led us to find in the belly of the beast? Next came the turn, the burning head. This, ladies, is your future, where you are headed as a team. And since I discern that there are two more of you elsewhere, as well as three you've recently met, plus even more to come, you might consider calling yourselves a pack. Seriously? A pack? Like what? The Fantod Pack? I mean, it does have a certain ring to it, but Fantod Pack is nowhere near as cool as Scooby Gang. Hmm? The Burning Head tells me you will most likely grow accustomed to being in a constant state of bafflement. It will begin with a forged deed. It's unclear whether this means the deed to property or an act of doing something, although forging the act of doing something doesn't seem like you. So I'll stick with property. It will bring you to an impasse. But don't linger on it, because you may find yourselves extradited to a place one of you has committed the crime of visiting without a permit, but which involves all three of you. And puppets, for some reason. There it was. Madame Constance managed to pluck puppets out of the interdimensional ether. This voodoo lady's got skills. You will also succumb to wandering sickness if you aren't careful to deal head-on with the evil companions assigned to protect you by defending you from an even greater evil. That evil works tirelessly to oppose you and everything you stand for. The opposition is your greatest impediment, dedicated to thrusting the landscape in which you wander into a perpetual state of despondency. She took a deep sigh sat back in her chair, closed her eyes, and adjusted her do-rag before continuing. Pointing to me, she told me to take the two cards she'd given me earlier from my pocket. They would reveal specific details about each of us individually, and the first one I pulled out was what I'd been expecting all along, the sea. Of course there would be a water card. Salt water is undrinkable, so I asked her for clarification. There is a secret enemy to all of humankind who has been throwing misdirection your way all your life. This misdirection has left you oftentimes feeling estranged from yourself. Between that and the vapors symbolized by mist rising from the sea, your vision has often been clouded, leading to considerable chagrin. Beware of this enemy's false affection. It is not your friend. It does not love you. 
It is the opposition and loves nothing except the tools it uses in its misdirection, including demons, which any voodoo priestess knows full well are nothing more than dark energy parasites that collect and store dark energy. They've gone from being the guardian deities of the Old One's pantry to little more than tools of control for the opposition. Wait, was she talking about Cthulhu? I had wanted to ask her, but she'd been pulled into the tractor beam of the card's powerful energy, and everyone knows it's rude to interrupt a thing like that. This card is associated with the month of January, when the sea is often at its most turbulent. The opposition will most likely choose a time of great emotional turbulence to strike. Too many of us will have lost the ability to heed the warning calls due to having wasted away from the economic lurching sickness that strikes suddenly. It would be best if you avoid elevators if you don't want to be in an accident. Just take things one step at a time. The sea, demons, the opposition. My back had stiffened as she spoke, and I slid forward in my chair until I was perched at the very edge of it. I was beginning to feel that familiar sensation of vertigo one gets when perched at the edge of the world. What's worse, my ears had begun to ring. Is it live, or is it Memorex? I could barely hear her explanation of the last and final card, the black doll. I strained to focus on Madame Constance as she uttered the prophecy this card was indicating, so was glad to have it in writing. What most you fear is coming near. I was grateful for the transcript because it filled in the blanks from my loss of focus as she interpreted the cards she dealt to Marina and Abuela Paladin. The ringing in my ears had been just too much distraction, that and the thought of what I most fear, which is that thing with teeth that ate Agents 1 and 2 in Buckley, the one that's been following me since I had that dream about her. It wasn't until Abuela pulled out the very last card that my head began to clear. It was the Bureau, symbolized by Gori's classic line drawing of a simple chest of drawers. It needed no explanation. Marina and Abuela Paladin looked at each other, then at me. Bureau, as in Federal Bureau of Investigation? Does this mean we haven't seen the last of David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson? It would appear ours is a far more flexuous path than any of us might have suspected, especially since what all three of us most fear is the thought of trusting anyone or anything having to do with our government.
This concludes our broadcast day. Good night, and God bless America. Thank you.